Support for this program is provided by Chevron, the human energy company. This is Politico Energy. I'm Josh Siegel. For months, California Governor Gavin Newsom, a Democrat, has waged a highly public battle against the oil industry. And on Tuesday, that war came to an end. Newsom signed a first-in-the-nation law that's supposed to keep California gas prices under control. The legislation has undergone months of evolution before Tuesday, and it demonstrates Newsom's influence in a state dominated by Democrats. And at the same time, the weakening of a once-powerful lobbying group. So today, Politico's Wes Venticher on how Newsom beat big oil. It's Thursday, March 30th. This bill would require oil companies to submit a lot of data on their prices, and it would require all the other participants in the oil market to also submit a ton of data to the State Energy Commission. And it empowers this new division that it would create within the Energy Commission to penalize these companies for making an amount that they decide is too high if the division decides that that is a good thing for consumers and an appropriate thing to do. This is the result of a lot of back and forth between Newsom and the legislature that began back in the fall when gas prices were super high everywhere, but even higher in California. The governor said he was going to do something about it and set down this path uh, that led us here. Got it. And this law comes after Newsom has waged a highly public battle against the oil industry for several months now. So what was the evolution of this bill then? Back in the fall, he started calling for a windfall profits tax on oil companies, which is more common than what we're talking about here in the world. And he, from the beginning, was accusing oil companies and from the beginning was using big oil, targeting big oil, saying that they're gouging consumers. He's saying they're ripping you off. His rhetoric has been that all along, but the details of the proposal have changed. After it started as a tax, it became a penalty and the legislature was going to directly impose a penalty on oil companies if they exceeded a certain profit margin that was going to be set in the legislation. They ended up, after legislators balked at that and said this is much more complicated than you're making it out to be, they went back to the drawing board behind the scenes, worked out this arrangement where it's not necessarily a penalty, but it could be after this new division gathers all this information, does extremely sophisticated analysis, and comes out the other end with a best approach. And so how is the oil industry then fighting the bill and arguing that it would backfire? Oil industry, always longtime powerful player here in Sacramento, has been suggesting that this could actually drive prices higher rather than bring them lower. And they can pretty easily point to the price caps and things that have been tried, including under former President Carter. But this is different than those. The main point that oil companies have been making is about supply. They're saying that the issue isn't with greedy companies trying to squeeze as much profit as they can out of this state. They're saying California has 
much more limited supply than other parts of the country in the world due to its geography. There aren't as many pipelines coming in here and due to the state's trajectory toward a green energy future for a long time, which has not encouraged new investment on a large scale by oil companies. So they're saying that what we need to do is address supply. You're not addressing supply. If we have less supply, prices are going to keep going up. And so zooming out, how does this law change the political landscape in California? Well, it kind of reveals a changed landscape here. The oil industry, even though we're talking California, even though it's been clear that California is trying to pursue clean energy, clean air for a long time, the oil industry has still exercised a lot of influence here. And there is a considerable amount of production and refining that happens in California. But this kind of shows that they are not as powerful as they once were. And the governor essentially rammed this through. I mean, it was introduced and then it sat for months. And then there was this week of whirlwind action where the governor was going and talking to legislators, which he doesn't normally do. And he was sending advisors over there, trying very hard to find out what they wanted and to find a deal that worked here and then struck one. And then the whole thing happened in eight days. And the oil industry admits this, that they've been in the crosshairs for a number of years. They will continue to say that that is going to make things more difficult for Californians. But politically, it's clearly exercised less influence than they did. Some Democratic lawmakers are even saying, yes, we do want to get rid of oil. That was said in some of these hearings on this bill. So when the oil industry says you guys are sending market signals that are going to discourage investment, lawmakers have in public settings said, yes, that's what we want. Also, on Wednesday, the Senate voted 53 to 43 to repeal a contentious Biden administration water rule, with four Democrats joining Republicans in voting to overturn the regulation. The resolution disapproved of EPA's Waters of the U.S. rule, which cements a broad scope to Clean Water Act protections. Although President Joe Biden is expected to veto the measure, which passed the House earlier this month, the vote's a major boon for Republicans who cast the water rule as a vast federal overreach. The issue could soon be moot anyway, since the Supreme Court is expected to rule on a case that gets to the heart of the question of which waterways fall under the Clean Water Act. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our free newsletter at politico.com slash power switch. And subscribe to Politico Pro to read our morning energy newsletter. Some of the music in today's show was composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Josh Siegel, and we'll see you back tomorrow. Support for this program is provided by Chevron, the human energy company. Chevron is developing renewable diesel made with biofeedstock that can help reduce the life cycle carbon emissions of heavy-duty transport fuels today. Learn more at chevron.com.